1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely, lovely, lovely co host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, man?
0: I, I just, I'm happy to have this time with you to get away from the sea of baby vomit and poop <laughs> that I've been swimming in for these past two weeks, honestly. You...
1: You were able to escape a little bit.
0: I. This is my. I have never appreciated uh, doing this podcast with you more than I do at this moment. A, as as the same goes for being in the bathroom. I appreciate going to the bathroom as much as any time in my life because it's my escape. From the kids I, I,
1: I'm glad that it took a child for you to finally have appreciation for me
0: uh, right right well you know maybe you won't want to throw me off the show once you know if you have uh, have your own you know yeah we'll yeah, yeah that's
1: true I'm 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 pretty happy right now too because the last time we podcasted the Pittsburgh Penguins were not Stanley Cup champions but this time that we're podcasting the Pittsburgh Penguins are Stanley Cup champions and people can't see our screens because we do video we, we do this through video now but I have a a Penguins pennant Right they here are. in front of you that I'm that I'm th- showing you. I also <laughs> I also got my niece and I, I'll show you this a penguins onesie that says my favorite cup.
0: Oh, nice! And then Look it has that.
1: the Stanley Cup with the Penguins victory on it.
0: Wow! So you you said that you had to take out a bank loan to buy all this stuff? That's uh- right. That's right. I only
1: spent four hundred and thirty dollars on, <laughs> on 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 uh, celebratory gifts for myself and and one gift for my niece, but everything else is for myself in my my office.
0: Yes. Yeah. So you, you'll it, be paying you'll be paying back the loan until they win their next one in like twenty twenty eight or something. Yes.
1: Yes. Actually, uh, our our t shirts that we've been selling they're now they're no longer going to No Kid Hungry. It's actually going to to my bank account <laughs> to help pay for this. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Buy the t shirts. It's going to No Kid Hungry. Just I kidding. promise it's going to no kid hungry. I promise. I'm getting emails from them because we sent the money to no kid hungry. I swear. If you need proof, yeah. I'll send you proof. Screenshot it. Yeah. yeah man, it was it was it was pretty crazy. It was up in uh up in New York when it happened cuz I was up at at the FSTA conference. Got to meet meet some some fun guys, Matt mm-hmm. Kelly, Fantasy Mansion, you guys have seen probably on Twitter before. Met mm-hmm. up with Scott Barrett who writes for PFF, who wrote for Number Fire before. Met up with Kevin Cole uh who you know writes for Rotoviz uh and number fire a little bit. Um and then, you know, the same guys were there, the Pat Thormans of the world. Uh it was a, it was a, the, Pat Thorman is the goat.
0: Pat He's the greatest. Thorman
1: Thorman, I love you. I know you're listening right now. I love you. No, it was, it was a good time. It was a, it was a really good time to be in Times Square with with some really fun guys.
0: Pat Thorman is the most generous guy with booze of all time. Uh mm-hmm. he he in my first my only conference i ever went to fantasy conference uh he bought drinks for so many people and he brought his own tequila and shared it with everyone including me and it was great tequila and i still appreciate it to this day honestly yeah i same thing
1: happened with me where we had a a hotel bar tab and i was i didn't have cash on me because i'm a noob and (laughs) And and I was like, "Yeah, Pat, I'll get you tequila later." He's like, "No, no, don't worry about it." And I had like two beers in the tab, but every beer is like thirty five dollars in New York, you know. Right. And he just he just he got me a couple of beers, and the rest was history.
0: Wow. Yeah. Just just a, a a great like like the the opposite of the guy you know who who uh, uh, scrutinizes the bill for every yeah, right, cent. Right. You know they well I owe twelve dollars and seventy five cents. So right, right. He's he's the opposite of that guy.
1: Exactly. So it's a good a good week and a half hiatus. You have a child that you've been t- tending to. <laughs> I have, I have a uh, child of my own in a way. The Pittsburgh Penguins that yeah. I've been celebrating. <laughs> sure. This is this was less of a of a birth for them, but more of a graduation.
0: Right, they're they're not. So it's the same, but they're not pooping on your hands.
1: Right, right. Which is why it's it's just phenomenal. I mean, you don't need to have children if you're from Pittsburgh, basically, because they just win all the time, and that's your those are your babies.
0: Oh Oh, well, actually, isn't there going to be like a Stanley Cup, uh, uh, you know, uh, baby generation coming up? Oh, oh, I'm
1: uh, I'm sure. I'm sure they had they had they had 500,000 people at that parade. I'm I'm really excited to see how many I think the the Cavs parade is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see how many people show up because obviously they've been I mean good for that city, right? Like mm-hmm. like thank god that city got a freaking championship. Um but like the the penguins had 500,000 people and everyone's like, "Oh, the you know, the Blackhawks had 2 million people. Well, the freaking city of Pittsburgh is a 300,000 person population.
0: yeah we're talking about chicago Uh, i i thought for a second you said caps as in capitals and then i remembered wait the caps have (laughs) never had a parade yeah the
1: caps will never have a parade no
0: and if they did no one would come
1: oh i didn't even have to throw shade there that was all you man
0: brutal anyway
1: Uh, So, Denny, today on the podcast, we're going to talk about our favorite thing, which is late round quarterbacks. I feel like every time I introduce something, it's our favorite thing. Like like, like last podcast was our favorite thing because we were just destroying people who... Actually, that is my favorite thing. That's this is not this is like my second or third favorite thing. Yeah,
0: but then but then we'll talk about like tight ends with upside, our favorite thing. <laughs> right, right,
1: right, right, Well, that's yours because you get to talk about Jared Cook. A-O-A. But but uh, yeah. T- today we're gonna we're gonna just kind of dig into uh, a few late round quarterbacks that have immense upside. So we're not just just talking about random MFL ten quarterbacks that you might be drafting uh, to get a mix of floor and ceiling. I think there's a really big difference between the way that you draft in NFL MFL 10s and what we're talking about here, which is more season-long. So, you know, in MFL 10s, for instance, uh, you're not able to change your roster. So you need to, you know, you can't just only shoot for upside in that case because you need to kind of keep afloat in some weeks. Whereas, you know, obviously you want to, you, you hope that you draft the guy that is the top five quarterback. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of times the, the guys that, could potentially be top five quarterbacks like a Blake Bortles last year aren't necessarily the safest picks come draft time. Mm -hmm. So um, with that being said, you know, this is more of a season long look where we're getting these guys uh, because they just have insane upside that I think a lot of people haven't uncovered.
0: I I just want to point out before we dive into the the quarterbacks that we're going to discuss on today's show, that if we had had this show last June or July, and we had said, uh, Blake Bortles jumps out to me as a guy who could be a top-five quarterback, we would have been told to delete the podcast, delete our accounts, and everything else. So just just to give you kind of an idea at how uh how possible it is the the potential that's that's there in these very very late round I mean Blake Bortles was not drafted last year in most leagues
1: right right absolutely I mean even in our in our apex league uh you know right. which is which is with sharks which is with yeah. really really good fantasy players and, and I mean everyone was off the waiver wire and I ended up grabbing Bortles off the wire at one point in the season I had him and, and Stafford just kind of going back and forth and playing by matchup, but that i mean that that's where blake bortles was because he really entering last season and i mean from a real football standpoint i'm still of the belief that he's not nearly as good as what his fantasy numbers indicate yeah. i think i think that's a fair statement to make um but at the same time i mean he's he's solid uh, he clearly was a top 5 passer last year uh, whether you look at it from top 6 performances top 12 performances or just overall Cumulative performance, Blake Bortles was it. But we would have talked about Carson Palmer, let's just say that. We did. Yeah, we, I mean, we definitely
0: did. I mean, yeah, if we could dedicate, like, the whole summer. It was the- yeah, <laughs>
1: <The> <laughs> last, last, last summer was the summer of Carson Palmer. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, all right, why don't you kick things off with a guy that you will be targeting in your season-long leagues late.
0: This should come as no surprise to, uh, you know, long time living the stream fans uh, and people who were listening last summer when we talked about Ty God slash Ty Goat slash Ty Rod, his given name, Taylor. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to go with the name that his mother gave him. Um, And, uh, you know, I I don't I just don't see much reason that he can't uh, repeat uh, the numbers he put up last year. Uh, Just looking at the peripheral numbers you know he averaged a 0.59 uh fantasy points per dropback which was third in the league only behind uh Cam Newton and Russell Wilson. Uh, that doesn't come as a shock that the the top 3 were um were rushing quarterbacks that's just the way it goes as far as uh points per dropback. Uh, but he um you know he 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 did well with, with and without volume from a fantasy perspective. Um and then I looked uh earlier this offseason, I looked at um, how uh, Ty, Goat, Ty God did uh, when when Sammy Watkins kind of is that, you know, is really that hyphenated be- by the way? Yeah, Ty Goat, Ty God. I I don't want to offend anyone who calls him you know either either or. So I just yes, I, wanna... I got
1: you. I got you. I didn't mean to cut you off there.
0: Uh, no, no, it's okay. I want to cover all the bases as far as how great um, this this quarterback is. So uh, probably better than Joe Flacco, but that's neither here nor there Ravens. Yeah. <clears throat> <True>. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Uh, it when Sammy Watkins really uh, started to click in that offense last year, um, I so I, I, he, you know, Tyra was putting up, uh, really solid fantasy numbers. Uh, I looked at games in which Watkins was targeted eight times or more. And I know that that seems like a, an arbitrary cutoff, but he averaged seven and a half targets per game last year. So this is kind of looking at what happened when he was targeted more than that, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. And in those games, uh, Tyga Ty god averaged 20 21.6 fantasy points per game um which is not top five uh um type numbers but uh i think that he he obviously has that floor but i think that he has a ceiling that some people may 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 sort of ignore and he's going still in the 12th round even after last year which is kind of shocking
1: yeah i mean the thing with with Ty god is that he has an element with his legs that is certainly going to uh boost his uh his potential uh you know the konami code that that rich rebar has uh written about in the past and and we bring up on twitter a lot the fact that you can get sneaky points with with quarterbacks who can run it's not just quarterbacks that everyone knows can run i know that tyrod taylor is basically in that category at this point and so is cam newton and, and so on but you know, guys like Alex Smith, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who can run the football uh, and do. You know, Alex Smith is like a 300-yard-plus rusher every single season. That's a lot of fantasy points. But Ty God – I mean, Ty God last year in 14 games – I mean, remember, he only played 14 games because he got hurt uh, in the in the middle of the season. In 14 games, he had 568 rushing yards and four touchdowns. Um, that's very, very good. Uh, so if, if if touchdown luck goes his way – uh, mm-hmm. on, on the ground, you know, it, which it can, it did for the next guy I'm going to talk about. Um, if that, if it, if that goes his way, that can catapult him from, you know, a QB eight, let's say w- without the touchdown lock into a QB four, even QB three, potentially territory. I'm not exactly. saying that's, that's, I'm not saying that's probable, but if those things kind of fall in place, that's that's really what we're talking about. That that upside, and that's what he has.
0: Yeah, so uh that that rushing production that you just mentioned averages out to five point two fantasy points per game, which may not seem like an enormous amount, but it's that's significant. That's I mean, insane. That's insane. Yeah, that's a lot that's a lot of rushing. I mean, that is so much uh uh icing on the on the horrible sheet cake that you get from the office that <laughs> it may make the sheet cake uh edible. So.
1: Wow, that's good. That's that's a good Denny analogy.
0: I brought it all around. I brought a bad you bad did. food. You know, bad food. Uh, uh, old jokes between us.
1: Yeah, but you know what? I found out on Reddit that some people hate our inside jokes. <laughs> I know. I saw that. <laughs> look, look. There's a look. If you guys have Reddit accounts, you should go on Reddit right now because there's a post about the best podcasts, and you guys should just like troll the shit out of everyone on there, like about yeah. about our podcast, and like like just throw inside jokes out everywhere, make fun of their like. The, these guys and, and and what they do as dads just just do whatever you can in this subreddit in this post because it's hilarious. So they have like a best podcasts I guess like favorite podcast, and they might be doing a tournament with mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. like 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 a bracket. <laughs> and we were like we were like the fourth one mentioned on there. I was pretty happy about that. But and and some some folks commented and that was great. Uh, but it was really funny. Someone was like, you know, like it's a good podcast, but they have these really weird inside jokes that they bring up all the time.
0: Yeah. Someone, someone said, and I quote, we are unlistenable.
1: Yeah. There we go. There That's we go. A one. It's probably the same douchebag that said they gave us a one star on iTunes and said, Jason Whitten is not fat.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Same guy.
1: Yeah. It's fine. If you don't like our podcast, it's fine. But we have, we have better listeners than
0: you do. Right. Our feelings aren't even hurt. So shut yeah, up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Jeez. Uh, all right, next guy I'm going to talk about, uh, the guy, so I was just mentioning about the, the touchdown luck on the ground. And I think that Kirk cousins had a little bit of that last year. Um, he had five ground touchdowns, which certainly helped him, but, but, you know, I mean, not to toot our own horns, Denny, but we, uh, we kind of won people some fantasy leagues last year.
0: We kind of did. Yes. With, with,
1: with the Kirk cousins love. (laughs) Um, so Kirk cousins at the end of last season, Uh, so he had in, in week 16, I'll go kind of backwards week 16, uh, he was quarterback ranked first, then second before that seventh, 19th, ninth, 26th and first. So you have insane upside there. I mean, you have three top two performances in the final seven relevant weeks in fantasy football. So it's from week 10 to week 16. Uh, whereas two, only two performances were kind of mediocre slash a dud, um, but the thing that I love about Kirk Cousins is, um, you know, he's on a team that doesn't really have a running game or a confident. You know, you're not confident in that running game. Uh, but then he has tons and tons of weapons. Now they have now they have Doxton. Now they, you know, they have a, a Jordan Reed who's who's one of the best tight ends in football. Uh, they they have a, they they have every wide receiver now because they haven't gotten rid of Pierre Garcon. I don't really <laughs> yeah. understand why. Not yeah. that he's like a massive red zone threat. Uh, but there's just – there's weapons in that offense for, for him to really succeed. Um, last season, you know, basically the, what I'm getting at is Kirk Cousins throws touchdowns. And of all statistics, this is no surprise, and of all statistics in fantasy football at the, at the quarterback position, touchdowns correlate strongest with week-to-week fantasy success. Uh, that, that should not be a surprise. It has an, a .8 – it had an 8-point – sorry. It had a .89 R value – last season which is a very very strong correlation um and and so you know you have to aim for these touchdowns so last year Kirk Cousins had a 5.3 percent touchdown rate which could raise some red flags for folks because he's going to naturally regress because the average over the last five or so years has been four and a half percent uh but at the same time the year before that Kirk Cousins touchdown rate was at 4.9 percent so I think a lot of it has to do with Kirk Cousins as a passer and it also has to do with the offense that he's playing in Uh, And the fact that that they are going to throw the ball in the red zone, uh, which we saw last year, he was fifth in the league in red zone uh, attempts, which I think is not a a value that is unsustainable. He had 84 attempts. It wasn't like he was getting close to 100 like we saw with Blake Bortles. Um, I do think that there's the chance that he might see not see as much volume this season just because the the Redskins defense is, is better. Uh, but at the same time, if he can increase the efficiency in any way, shape, or form, and do it consistently week to week, like he didn't do last year, he has an opportunity to be a, a pretty legitimate fantasy quarterback. And not only that, streamers week one, he gets the Steelers, and the Steelers secondary, while improved, hopefully for 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 my sanity, the Steelers secondary, while improved on the stretch last year, and they got uh, new weapons. You know, they drafted, uh, they got a first round uh, corner. Um, while that is is true the over under in that game is probably going to be pretty high just given the pittsburgh offense and when there's a, a high over under when there's a high team total that correlates very very well with with fantasy output so at the very least you can draft kirk cousins and uh, first o- or as your late round quarterback because of his matchup in week one
0: yeah oh, oh for sure i i think uh i mean i'm just salivating thinking about that game is it in pittsburgh
1: uh, it's in Washington, I believe.
0: Oh, so you're gonna have a home game. You're gonna have a, a, an additional home game because yeah, Pittsburgh exactly. fans will outnumber Washington. Yeah, fans. yeah, absolutely.
1: I was actually I was on the couch with Sigmund Bloom today, and we were talking about that exact same thing. Um, but mm-hmm. no, it's gonna be. I mean, you you get you at least get the Antonio Brown, Josh Norman showdown, which will be sweet.
0: Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, one thing about Cousins um, and his opportunity. Uh, He was last year. He was fifth uh, in red zone pass attempts. And uh, that's actually not uh, out of the ordinary for a uh, Jay Gruden coach team. Uh, Andy Dalton was um, often I'm trying to find the numbers right now, but he was often in the top uh, six or seven quarterbacks as far as pass attempts in the red zone when Gruden was in charge of that offense. So, um, that, that, um, that is, that is a factor, a big factor when it comes to, um, like you said, touchdowns, which is, which is what he did well last year.
1: Right. That's really what you got to look for. And, and like I said, you know, he has, uh, the regression coming more than likely with his legs. Cause he did score five, t- five times on the ground, but also at the same time, they don't, like I said, Matt Jones was really, really bad last year, like really bad, uh i'm not saying he's going to be horrible this year but at the same time there's not that much stability in that backfield which which means that when they're close to the goal line when they're in the red zone they're going to probably lean more on cousins arm because their weapons are in the passing game uh and that only benefits cousins and then who knows maybe he'll run some bootlegs and score a couple touchdowns at the ground too
0: yeah well the run game is not going to be there i don't think but we'll see yeah we'll see all right so we're ready to move on to the third guy.
1: Yeah, you you do it. This is gonna. All right, guys. When Denny says this, number one, don't turn off the podcast. Number two, I hope your ears don't start bleeding. Just
0: stick with me, guys. Listen. The reason I brought up the reason I brought up the ridiculousness of Bortles as a top five fantasy quarterback was because I was I was trying to prep you. I was trying to soften soften the blow for what I'm about to say. Yeah. <laughs> which which is <laughs> which is that. Gino Smith is my quarterback of choice. This is this is about. this is
1: a real life podcast, everyone. This is a real podcast. This is this is why people were trash talking us on. No, I'm just gonna go. Ahead. Right,
0: right, exactly. Yeah, this is this is an inside joke. Only it's not a joke. It's for real. <laughs> uh, there, there are okay. Look, I know you guys are screaming at the uh, at your phone right now or the radio or wherever you're listening to this right now. You're screaming. You're saying, "Oh my God, delete your account! I can't believe it's still active. How is your account still active?" But listen to this. <clears throat> in uh, so in Jets wins when Gino is quarterback, he averages twenty three and a half fantasy points per game. Now, I I know that that you would say, well, you know, of course he does well when they win. How do you know? How does that help me as a fantasy owner? Uh, I I would say that we've seen splits, major splits between quarterbacks before in with with quarterback numbers before and what we try to do is is see if a game uh would constitute you know what would bring this quarterback positive game script okay so if they're favored by vegas if they're at home if they're playing a particularly bad defense pass defense these are the things that that we can look to and and make some sort of assumption as to as to how um how quarterback might, might perform but more importantly i want to point out that ryan fitzpatrick is not good, and last year he Woo. was excellent as, yeah. a, as a fantasy okay. starter. As I, see, we, I see
1: what you're saying. I see what you're saying.
0: Well, I mean we we graduated him to full to uh, every week starter status. Yeah, yeah. Remember, I mean him. It was him, Tyrod and
1: Carson Palmer.
0: Carson, right? And um, so and so F- Fitzpatrick uh, last year averaged twenty two point four points per game. Uh, which was uh, which was fifteenth in the league. I know that doesn't sound fantastic, uh, but under Chan Gailey, who is obviously calling plays in New York, uh, Fitzpatrick was tenth in points per game in 2010 in Buffalo. So uh, Chan Gailey has a fantastic history with quarterbacks. And uh, Anthony Amico on uh, on on Twitter. I'm sorry, I, f- I forget his Twitter handle, but he's a, he's a good follow. You guys should do should uh, yeah, he, go he ahead. He writes
1: for writes for NumberFire now too.
0: That's right. Yeah. And he's a uh, uh he's a consultant for Draft Day Consultants now. Nice. He pointed out that there is a very easy way to tell if you should be on a Chan Gailey quarterback. And it's, it goes like this. Is he better <laughs> is he better than Tyler Thigpen? <laughs> if, if yes, then get that guy. If no, then forget him. I would I would say, and this might be a take, but I would say This is gonna be a take if if you're prefacing with that, then it's gonna be a take. <laughs> No, no. I would say that Gino <laughs> is better than Tyler Thigpen. Okay, I... no, that yeah, that's not that's fine. Okay. So we're so we're going to go with that assumption now. Okay, we're just going to go ahead with that. How did Tyler Thigpen succeed in Gilly's offense? All right, He was 12th in fantasy points per game in the 2008 season. <clears throat> he succeeded he, he right. I mean, this is ty- guys, this is a you know, for the kids out there who have only been playing fantasy, you know, since you uh, you got out of diapers uh, four years ago. Ch- uh, Tyler Thigpen was a, was a fantasy championship winning quarterback. It um, yeah. came out of nowhere and did nothing afterward.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so he did it uh, not only with with passing production but with rushing production uh, that season. He had 62 rushes for 386 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Uh, Geno Smith is not your like traditional, you know, Tyrod Taylor esque rushing quarterback, but I was looking back at his 2013 and 2014 seasons. Those seasons combined, he had more than a hundred fantasy points on the ground. That does include some fluky touchdown scoring in 2013 on the ground, but nonetheless, he he does have some proclivity for scoring fantasy points uh, using his legs, not, not, not just his arms. So I think that that is, is a factor here. Also, we've seen him play. We've seen, Geno Smith played one game with Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall in the lineup. And he scored Is that 20, Oakland last year? Yeah, he scored 24 fantasy points in that game. Um and he gets uh who's the, the young tight end uh for I'm blanking right Amaro. now. For, uh he gets a Morrow back this year. Uh, you know, he has those two stud um uh stud receivers. He has uh, Forte. If he's not the ghost of Forte yet, is a very good pass and catcher, B- as we've B- all seen. Below B- Pal, below Pal, who Balal
1: Below Pal
0: Below. B- 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 B-
1: swallow my B- tongue, Pal yeah.
0: Bilal is it, who's probably better than Forte, but he, that's neither here nor there. Uh, uh, and so he has all these weapons and Changelly and you know uh, a propensity to run. I just i I think he's gonna shock people that this year with the amount of fantasy production he puts up. Is he an every week starter? Uh, maybe, but i I really, really like him and and I like Fitzpatrick if he decides to to yeah. stop stomping his feet and come back. I obviously like Fitzpatrick in that case,
1: yeah, I was gonna say with the massive caveat that you know Fitzpatrick could come back and just be the starter of that offense, which
0: you know to some
1: to some it's i think that i'm more optimistic than you are uh with that but you also love Geno smith so
0: <laughs> i know but no but i i mean i'm i'm all about i'm living the fitzpatrick life again uh right, you know right. like, like we did last year if if he if he comes back i i mean you know surrounding cast members uh, members <laughs> <laughs> surrounding <laughs> cast matters also uh so and and i think that that's what you have here
1: the surrounding cast members members of
0: the, yeah period.
1: Um oh, by the way, so this is kind of off topic, but one of my friends, so you know um you know Broadway, right? Mm-hmm. New York. So mm-hmm. if you're going to see a show on Broadway, but you would put Broadway before you say the word show. Put those words together. How do you say it? You're seeing a Broadway
0: God, you're making me doubt myself. No,
1: no, no, just say it. Just say it. Just say it. How would you say it?
0: I'm I'm going to go see a Broadway show.
1: Yes, okay, thank you. Thank you. He the way the way that he says it is is very is he he's he's more like was he he's more like like I say I'm going to see a Broadway show right that sounds correct right he says it more like I'm going to see a Broadway show <laughs> <laughs> we, give, is- we give him so much shit for it so- that,
0: that just sounds braggadocious I'm going to go see a Broadway show
1: yeah Broadway show I anyway. I
0: actually I have a, a story about a mispronounced uh, phrase that is still to this day, it boggles my mind. I thought that I was hallucinating while my friend was saying this. So this is back when Blockbuster was a thing. Again, for the kids, for the kids. Blockbuster used to be a place where we went (laughs) to get movies. Uh, and every and once was...
1: in a while you could buy the movies and games and stuff that they had there.
0: Yeah, right. And 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 then once in a while you would forget you were renting one <laughs> and you would bring it back 8 months later and you would owe $900.
1: More than more than what I owe the bank for what I took out, the loan <laughs> that I took out for my pen stuff.
0: Exactly, which is a lot, which is a lot. So, uh Blockbuster back in the day, I I gosh, it was oh, it was Will it was Will Ferrell's greatest hits from SNL, okay? I, I had the DVD. I brought it to this get together. I put it on, and then my friend she goes, she goes, she looks at me. She goes, "Ren Titterbot," and I said, "What?" She goes, "Ren Titterbot."
1: <laughs>
0: I said, "I'm sorry. What? I and like I'm like my brain is like doing cartwheels. I can't process what she's saying. What? It Ren Titterbot." And I was like, "Great Grace. Her name is Grace. Grace I don't know." What a titter bot is. <laughs> and she was like, What are you talking about? I said, You're saying something about a titter bot. I don't know <laughs> what a titterbot is. Although it's probably on a Twitter as a porn bot right now. but sure. You know, a bot. And she was like, I said rented or bought. Wow. And I said, rent- what I said, you said rent titter bot. You didn't say rented <laughs> or bought. You know, don't don't make me seem crazy. You're the one who's crazy. You said rent titterbot. <laughs> What the hell? oh man i'll never forget it. i could live to 100 i'll i'll my lat my dying words will be rented or bought. <laughs>
1: no it'll definitely be be uh finally delete my account <coughs> delete it <laughs> it's done <laughs> oh man oh well i have one more guy to talk about oh yeah
0: sorry go ahead
1: um i i think that that he's Kind of undervalued in some drafts. Some drafts, I mean, I think like fantasy football calculator has him at a reasonable ADP. Um, but it's uh, Philip Rivers. Um, last season, when Keenan Allen was healthy, Philip Rivers was a top five quarterback in fantasy football. Um, he, so I mean, that's kind of the theme. What we're going for is top five guys. He, in in the eight weeks that Keenan Allen was was healthy or started, because he went out in like seven and a half games. In the eight weeks that Keenan Allen played, Phillip Rivers had six top ten weekly performances, which is pretty absurd. Just to give you some context, he finished with eight all year long, and Drew Brees finished with six, meaning Phillip Rivers had just as many top ten performances, top 12 performances, I guess guess it would be, uh, as as during the Keenan Allen weeks last year than Drew Brees had all season long, the exact same. Uh, Had Rivers kept his pace, I mean, we're looking at one of the best... uh, the best fantasy quarterbacks last season in terms of top 12 performances, you have Keenan Alley, uh, Keenan Alley, you have Keenan Allen as healthy. Uh, they added Travis Benjamin, who will fill that Malcolm Floyd stretch the field kind of role in in, in a better way, I would assume, because Malcolm Floyd was, was like 49 years old when he so, retired. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that there's going to be some volume in what's generally been a pass first offense, even though, you know, that's not necessarily what they want to do. They kind of are forced to do that. Um, you know, I, I just, I just think that if you find him in the 11th or 12th round, it's kind of insane value. Like Philip Rivers has legitimate, very, very legitimate. I think of all the guys we've talked about, he has the most realistic top five upside just because we know that, I mean, like Philip Rivers, pretend Philip Rivers has won a Super Bowl. There's, there's talk that he would be in the same class as like a, a a big Ben in terms of like what their, their, their careers look like. Right. Right. Um, that's how good Philip Rivers has been throughout his career. And, and it shouldn't be any different this season. I don't think, especially, you know, he's got Gates back. Uh, and I, I mentioned this on, on, on the couch today with Sigmund Bloom. It's like, you know, Antonio Gates is a guy that I keep targeting and targeting in drafts. And it's like, if this is the year that he finally drops off, he's still going to score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like he's still going to be a red zone threat. That's just what Antonio Gates does. So, uh, I, I think that Philip Rivers is in a really, really good spot. He's like a really he would be my guy, my my go-to pick in, like, a 10-team league, like an office league or something, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. where, where you don't have to necessarily worry about – um, you, it, where where you can stream, sure, but where, you know, everyone's going to overvalue quarterbacks and, you know, that that a guy like Rivers would probably slip through the cracks.
0: Yeah, 10-team league, uh, yeah, he might go really late, and he's an every-week starter. I mean, just – based on what we saw last year with with Allen in the lineup. God, he was such he was a GOAT for the first like eight weeks of the season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Dang. I mean, Phillip Rivers, uh, the first eight weeks of, of the season, th- these were his quarterback ranks. Seventh, twenty fourth, twenty fourth. I'd have to look at who those opponents were. And then first, ninth, second, fourth, and seventh. I mean, it's just mm. out of control. Just uh, um, unbelievable consistency.
0: He he uh, he eclipsed five hundred yards against the Packers that one game. Yeah, <clears throat>
1: yeah, he's he's definitely legit. I mean, I, so those are the four guys we got: Kirk Cousins, Ty God, uh, Gino, and and Philip Rivers. I think that someone might be surprised that we didn't mention Matt Ryan, but I think Matt Ryan kind of falls in the category of he's a better MFL uh, ten guy because he has more of that floor rather than his season long ceiling isn't probably going to hit top five mm-hmm. yeah it's just we we have a sample size of matt ryan yeah he, he just doesn't do that all right denny twitter t- twitter question time this person's from knuckle pop he said this is a good one karate kid edges out back to the future as the goat obvi but what are the top 80s films and then he said cd will f this up with bad takes
0: <laughs> knuckle pop knows me I mean,
1: Back to the Future is the goat. I will say that
0: it's great. So I was thinking, of, I was thinking of, of movies, and we talked a little before the show about about movies, '80s movies that really like like scream '80s. You know, like culturally, socially, the way people talk and dress, and the, just the the look of the movie. I have to say that Roadhouse strikes me. If I have to pick one, I think I'm picking Roadhouse as the ultimate '80s movie.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good one. I like I, I, I like Fast Times or Ridgemont High. I think that's that's a really solid pick, too. It's just to bring it all together. That's what a lot of 80s movies just kind of were. Right. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, the, I think, you know, Fast Times, it, it feels like a little like a bridge from the 70s a little bit into the mm-hmm. 80s. Um, uh, but I think Roadhouse was made in like, gosh, I'm going to mess this up and everybody's going to correct me on Twitter. Yeah.
1: Everyone, everyone, Wikipedia searches as <laughs> he's saying it. Right I'm going to go with
0: 87. Can we look that up? Let's see.
1: Let's, let's look. I hope you get destroyed on Twitter for this.
0: Everyone's going to kill me. Um, Roadhouse 89. Oh, 89. Okay. So I was going to say Roadhouse, I feel like, had time to digest the 80s and then, like, spit it all back at you. You know, (laughs) like, (laughs) this is the 80s. Here is how everyone's dressing, the mullets, the ridiculous uh the things that but, women are wearing the way the hair the hair but let me oh the hair the the best is the people that still have that hair oh uh, yeah uh, i
1: don't know <laughs> i don't i don't know what's going on there okay is. let me let me ask this let me ask this instead of giving a politically correct answer like we just did for the most part what what movie to you from the 80s is like the the goat movie like that you would sit down and you would just rewatch over and over again or that you loved mm because I have an answer to this.
0: What's your answer?
1: The Wizard.
0: The Wizard?
1: Do You ever see that movie?
0: I don't know that's, if I have.
1: That's the movie where the kid is like a video game master. And he wants all he wants to do is go to California. And then they introduce Super Mario 3 at yes. the end. Yeah. And then he just whoops. It was the Power Glove movie where the guy had that Power Glove.
0: That's the wizard.
1: That's the wizard.
0: Oh man, that was a great. Oh my god, I was obsessed with that movie.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's it's it was an unbelievable movie, an incredible movie. I I think actually, and they get stuck on King Kong. I think or no, they were like like the dad, the step or some guy was like coming after the kid mm-hmm. throughout the movie. I can't remember the, the storyline all that well, but it was amazing.
0: Yeah. No. That that's a great. Uh... That's a great choice. I I he like I, ran
1: away. He like ran away. They they ran away from where they were at and they were trying to go to this big it was like Comic Con probably.
0: Right. I mean, I feel, you know, Rocky, the Rocky movies are obviously up there. Yeah. Um, you know Ferris Bueller. right. Yes. Wow. Man, you're you're yeah, I'm dying here with all these choices. I don't know. <laughs> I'm dying. Uh Hmm, that's tough. Uh, the the one thing about Roadhouse and oh, our friend Sal, two uh, uh, QB Sal, is he's an expert on Roadhouse. So whatever whatever I'm saying right now is interesting. Complete total amateur hour compared to what Sal can dish on Roadhouse. He's a he's a he's an absolute I had freak no about idea. it, and I love it. Uh, but the thing that I always laugh about in Roadhouse is that by the end of the movie. Patrick Swayze has become a serial killer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like a like a bona fide serial killer. He's ripping out throats, yeah. breaking dudes' necks. He's gunning people down. I mean, he has completely lost his mind. He sure. has had a, a psychic break, and he has gone ballistic on these bad guys. He's killing people, and he comes out to be the hero in real life. <laughs> He's like the worst person ever. I mean, he's like a dangerous. He's like dangerous to society. Right, right, right. It's a great point. That's I a great was point. the first time I saw. Him, I was screaming because I was like, "I'm so scared <laughs> of Patrick Swayze right now." I just want him to dance. I just want to. I just want to watch Ghost. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to make a clay model with <laughs> Demi, Demi Moore.
1: <laughs> oh man! All right, next question is a fantasy football one at. Shafe underscore neck. He says, how does the wide receiver early draft strategy change for standard scoring redraft? You still take the top wide receivers over the top running backs. Um, Yes, because PPR matters more at the running back position. Take flex aside. If there's no flex, because if there's a flex PPR will favor wide receivers more, you should be essentially starting, you know, four wide receivers every week. Mm -hmm. Um, But within the position, PPR makes three down running backs way more valuable as opposed to wide receivers that are catching a lot of passes because there's not that much difference between, you know, if you're looking at an 80-catch passer or a wide receiver mm-hmm. versus a 60-catch one, sure, it's 20 points, uh, but the difference at, at running back is just greater because you can get the Jamal Charles and Le'Veon Bell types that are going to show an insane difference between them and, I don't know, you know Chris Ivory mm-hmm. or something like that. So, really, PPR matters more uh, within the position at the running back position. It's something that uh, folks don't really realize. Rich Rebar has done a really good article on that uh, on Rotoviz before. But still value the top wide receivers the same way. Uh,
0: I just the, the ultimate example, I think, Danny Woodhead was RB3 in PPR mm-hmm. uh, last year. And in standard, he was oh, probably gosh. not. I lost it. Hold on. Uh so he was RB, he was RB3 and and then he was RB12. Right. And whereas in you
1: just don't see that much fluctuation at at wide receiver cuz everything's tiered. Like everything's you know, if, if a wide receiver is ranked wide receiver 2, mm-hmm. usually the wide receivers around him are catching similar numbers of passes, right? Like right. that's that's the best way to think of it um next question at ds underscore cunningham which players which player or players are you planning on having the most shares of
0: Hmm.
1: you have an answer for that
0: i mean right now i have i mean as far as i don't do mfl 10 in in massive volume like like a lot of people out here but uh i have a lot of deshaun jackson Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i have a lot of kamar aiken um i i just i i feel like there are receivers in that like eight to 12 round range that are gonna are gonna see volume and they're just sort of sitting there waiting to be plucked up also i've talked about Dwayne allen and all the ways mm-hmm. that i i i love his opportunity and i love you know his prior production and efficiency on a on a per target basis the, so those are three guys you know a- Allen jackson and, and uh and uh kamar aiken
1: yeah, I like Wayne Allen too. I mean, I like all those guys. I like I, I own the most Wayne Allen of them. Uh, I love Antonio Gates, uh, the guy that I own a ton of shares of. But it's from earlier in the season. Is Torrey Smith mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the draft season? His his ADP has risen. Um, but I also, I mean, the guy that I'm getting more than any other guy right now is Marvin Jones, and the the simple reason for that is that his his ADP is like wide receiver 38. I think. Um, and his range of outcomes is is a high end wide receiver too. Realistically,
0: are you are you ready to unveil the Marvin Jones take?
1: Yeah. All, All right,
0: right let's, let's do it.
1: Marvin Jones might outscore Golden Tate this year.
0: No, oh, you took a might in there.
1: <laughs> I can't be that bold with it. Look, Marvin Jones. I'm not going to say that Marvin Jones is going to outscore Golden Tate. What I'm saying is. I think their volume is going to be close. I think Golden Tate leads the team in receptions. I think their volume is going to be close uh, or closer than what people re- think or realize. And the difference there could end up just being touchdowns. And mm-hmm. Marvin Jones has been a good red zone threat. Mm-hmm. He's been a good guy in the red zone. And if he becomes a, a favorite, there's not much competition there. There's Eric Ebron, who we don't know what Eric Ebron is, mm-hmm. Um And because of that, Marvin Jones could be, I mean, if he catches eight touchdowns, nine touchdowns, he's a a high-end wide receiver, too. That's the reason that Marvin Jones is is being far, far Mm -hmm. undervalued right now, I think.
0: Um, Yeah. Where's he going? Where's Jones I mean, I'm
1: getting him in the, I've gotten him in the seventh, in the late sixth, in MFL 10s. I mean, I did a magazine draft yesterday where wide receivers were going like crazy. I got him in the fifth. Okay. But that's just because, but he was still like wide receiver 35 or something. Like it was crazy.
0: I think, uh, I think that that's going to be vastly different in, in like more casual leagues. I'm not even talking about like very casual leagues. I'm talking about like average sort of savvy leagues. I think that you'll see Marvin Jones going in the 10th or 11th round, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's a value right now where he's going. I can't imagine what the value is going to be like then. Right. Next question, uh, at too much tuma. He says, "What character does JJ play with in Super Smash Brothers for N sixty four? Because we all know Denny doesn't play it." I,
0: I'm sorry. I go you, you go first, and I'll say why I don't play. Go ahead. It's Kirby. Okay. I play with, I play with Kirby, and I'm really good with Kirby. So at me, and we'll play. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the reason I don't play is because my my brother in law, who is is like eight years younger than me and his friends used to play smash brothers and they would like destroy each other i mean like both on the screen and in person because it got so physical and yeah it gets it gets really intense it got heated and emotional and combative and i never was willing to like like hey guys can i try this game for the first time after you guys have been playing for years and years yeah After you have want,
1: three black eyes. You know.
0: yeah, I, don't, I didn't want any part of that. I didn't want any part of the emotional harassment that was going to happen. Sure. And I didn't, didn't want to get my ass kicked on the screen for four hours or however long they were playing. So, right. no, you know, that's why I, I always bowed out of that game. I, I've never actually played it.
1: Yeah. It's a good game. You really should. Okay. It's it's one of the goat games out there. Uh, the N64 version. Uh, next question at PFE Skeets. How the hell can I convince the majority of my league to axe kickers and add a super flex or two QB time to evolve dot, dot, dot. Ah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways you can do it. You, I mean, there's gotta be an article out there that just explains like, like, Hey, if there's not, maybe I'll write it. Hey, league members do away with kickers. Here's the reason why blah, 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 blah.
0: Well, as, as a paid member of the kicker lobby, uh, in Washington, I have to step up the defense here and say, How dare you? How dare you get rid of the crucially important position of kicker? But really, Superflex is the way to go. Go ahead
1: and do that. Yeah, but we, we can't really do that, though, because we need the media, the, the big media sites, to keep single quarterbacks so that our podcast can live on. Otherwise, yeah. this podcast just becomes a giant takes on. N sixty four games and eighties movies and that's it.
0: Oh yeah, no, we're the brand is in trouble. Once everyone goes super flex, let's put it yeah. that way. Yeah.
1: So next one at Alex Powers Music. How does Dennis Leary keep getting work?
0: Dennis that's a good Le- question. Oh, that's that guy. He's that's that the guy like like I'm a I'm a rock and roll dude, but I'm not. Yeah, I don't.
1: Yeah, what's he? What's he? What's is that like the last thing he's done? It,
0: it um well he has a show coming out where it's. I, the only thing I've ever seen is a commercial where he, he's with this woman in a body suit and he's, and, and then she says, I look like something, something. He says, no, you look good. And then they, and that's it. Uh, But no, he, I, I don't know how he keeps getting work. I don't know. You're right. That is, that is, you know what, you know who else keeps getting work and who JJ loves who oh. is the guy the From the 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 red list or the black list or whatever. Oh,
1: James Spader? I don't love James
0: Spader. My God, you have his poster. I just, I, <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I just I, – I, I hate the black list. I say that every time I watch it. I put it on Twitter. I'm like, this show is terrible, but I'm watching it. Why am I watching what 55-year-old p- yeah. parents with, with children that have graduated high school are watching? Because that's what I'm watching right now. Hey, it's really, it's really not a good show.
0: All network TV is garbage. Is
1: yeah. Name. Uh, next question is from at crimson six eight seven. Why do you think people in the fantasy industry focus more on roster construction than improving point projection algorithms? I I don't think I don't think that's necessarily true. I think the opposite's true. I think people focus way too much on rankings and on oh yeah and on player projections than looking at the strategy side of things and yeah. looking at the game theory side of things.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. I, I wasn't the, the question I don't think was, was I think that's
1: cool. what I think that's what it means. Yeah I, mean, I could be wrong.
0: Yeah I, I mean maybe I I but I agree with, with you JJ in, in, in saying that you know there's I don't think there's enough uh strategy talk uh when it comes to you know how to how to build a, a roster, rather than saying, you know, these are my set in stone um, mm-hmm. uh, projections. Um, yeah, and and but that's the same every year. Yeah, and and I mean, and and yeah, the the projections dominate the conversation.
1: Right. The fact that pe- people are out there saying, I mean, I fully disagree with a statement when they say, just pick the right players and you'll win. That's what. Yeah. Because the whole idea is that we're not perfect and we will never be perfect. If you think that you can build a model that's going to be perfect, then you need to be doing something else other than fantasy football. Yeah, you need um, to be shorting
0: the market uh, somewhere.
1: Right, right. Like make actual money doing this. Uh so that that's that's really where I stand on the whole situation. I think there's actually the opposite's true. Um next one at Future Stars NYC. If people know that Bortles clearly will regress, why do they still rank him so high? I wouldn't even put him in the top 10. So this is another one where I don't even think I think that fantasy players have become much more savvy than they were in the past where mm. You would assume a guy like Mike Evans would have a lower ADP this year, but he doesn't. You would assume a guy like Blake Bortles would have a higher ADP this year, and he doesn't. I think, <clears throat> like in expert leagues and so on, you're going to see Blake Bortles slip further than he should slip. And I this is coming from me, who does not think that Blake Bortles is very good on, on in real football. Mm. I, I just think that there's going to be an over-exaggeration of what – this what what this regression actually looks like because his touchdown rate wasn't that crazy last year it was it was bad I mean it was high but it wasn't that crazy what's really going to happen is the attempts are going to go down he's not going to have as many red zone attempts but even if he loses you know eight touchdowns off the top of the of, of the thirty five if he throws twenty six or twenty seven touchdowns that's still fine in in, in the in the tenth round in the eleventh round where he's slipping to in some of these expert drafts
0: so would you. Yeah, I mean, expert drafts are are one thing. I I have seen rankings where he's well inside the top ten. Would you? do Yeah, that? I mean,
1: no, I wouldn't do that. Okay. I mean, like if that's the case, then yeah, that's 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 too high. That that's not factoring regression nearly enough, especially because there's guys like Drew Brees and Roethlisberger and mm-hmm. and Luck and Rogers and Russell Wilson, uh, Cam. I mean, there's guys that are very clearly going to be better or or should project better than than Bortles. But I do think that if if you're in a savvy league, I think a lot of times that savviness kind of goes too far, and people try to be they try to outsmart themselves. Yeah. But really, when you when you look at what is at hand here, and at, you know, it's not, there shouldn't be that drastic of a change. You know, he's not going to throw that many touchdowns again. He definitely will not. Uh, but he could just become a, a reason. Not. It's not like I I would be like looking for him. Or trying to draft him and and calling him a value, but I think his ADP will end up being fair.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't see any any issue with that. I I think that once a guy has a blow up season, there is a hesitation to then go ahead and rank him how you honestly project him or or feel about him, uh, be, because he's had that season. So, you know, so I think that that's where that question might come from.
1: Yeah. Basically. Yeah. This next one at Frollo six two five. What changes to offenses? Uh, what changes to offenses debunk the because it happened last year theory for certain players or any other factors? So I assume you know, like if, if people are going into this year and they're saying, well, this happened last year, so it'll happen again. Like, what are the Uh-oh. things that you look for in order for you know? To me, it's it's like I'll look at quarterbacks and I'll look at offensive coordinators
0: right i, I mean are it. they talking are you talking about things like touchdown rates things like that
1: yeah i don't I don't know i I'm kind of trying to make an assumption with with the yeah. question, but um i guess like i guess like if yeah
0: maybe touchdown rate
1: would mm-hmm. would be valid
0: i mean just you know numbers that don't seem repeatable are are right. are always red flags and right. we've historical we
1: perform- that. historical performances like a cam mm-hmm. Newton situation where He's just not going to have a seven point one percent touchdown rate again because of what he's done historically. Those are the kind but, of things you should look at.
0: But are you sure? No, yeah, a, exactly. But, but he's
1: getting that. Kelvin Benjamin back. Yeah. <laughs> God. It's yeah. just such a bad yeah, argument. Uh, next one at Coach underscore underscore Hudson. Apparently, just the underscore was taken for this coach Hudson. Uh, what yeah. else are you guys getting tired? T- uh, what What else are you guys tired of talking about? Because I said don't talk about Jason Witten.
0: I I mean yeah I mean look with the Jason Witten I'm sorry if that if that is is disappointing to listeners that we don't really like want to talk about Jason Witten all that much but it's been so long right
1: yeah JJ Watt's in the same category for me
0: yeah Watt and Cutler I don't Watt, know Cutler, I feel like a Little have, Stafford yeah we have a lot of we have a lot of uh, potential to to you know for. For for jokes and and stuff yeah, look and look to, it starts to... with us too it does look like we need. We, right.
1: we i mean this is our fault we've done this to we've we've conditioned our listeners
0: well we we've created a culture of Jason Witten, which is very you know clean cut and totally sober by the way yeah right
1: right yeah, that's very true mm-hmm. uh next one at t j Hernandez, what's your favorite bone thugs and harmony song? good Lord, I don't know what does that even mean Denny so Bone Thugs-In-Harmony is the greatest thing that as, that Cleveland's ever produced. Oh. And the best song, best Bone Thugs-In-Harmony in song is Crossroads.
0: Sure, so I'll, I'll go you, with go. You,
1: you've heard that song before. Um, See you at the crossroads, crossroads, crossroads. I just wanted to make you sing it. Yeah, I have heard that.
0: <laughs>
1: also, Ghetto Cowboy is very good, too. It's a good song. Um. Next one at BBQ Carter thirteen. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> <It's> so ridiculous. <laughs> pick one. Pick one to take to for me to take to prom. One to Mar- well, for him to take to prom. Oh well, wait, is this no. your? Is this? Is this Eleanor?
0: This is this is a, a parody account for my newborn daughter.
1: Oh wow! Why is it BBQ chicken Carter?
0: I don't know. This is so bizarre. It is bizarre, and it freaks me out because i i feel like the person i mean bbq chicken i just started cooking that on the grill for the first time this summer and it then that that account popped up and i was oh like what's God. happening where are you watching me big brother oh my gosh uh so the, it's it's your
1: daughter has to take one of these guys to prom she has to marry one of them and the other one you have to chase it says one for dad to chase off the porch with a shotgun okay Take to prom, marry, chase off the porch, Kaepernick, Gronk, and Stafford. All right.
0: Well, here's the thing about this question: I actually have a T-shirt, and I and I put it on Twitter the other day. The T-shirt says "feminist dad," and the back says, "The back says I don't, I don't control her body. You don't control her body. She controls her body. But- so I do not play the chase the guy with a shotgun off the porch game." with 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 my daughter i play the i play the my daughter will chase you off the porch with a shotgun if she doesn't like your ass yeah that's good that's 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 the that's where i'll go with that question
1: okay that's good next one at hat inspector rank these appliances by how much you think your dad spent on them (laughs) grill pressure washer lawnmower leaf blower i mean the grill is number one
0: my my dad never never had any of those things.
1: Actually, my dad didn't care about grilling. Pressure washer, lawnmower. Oh my gosh, my dad was all about the lawnmower. I'm all about the lawnmower. He passed that down to me. Really? I'm all about that grass-cutting life. Dude, I get grass envy. We've talked about this before.
0: Oh, right, right, grass envy. We're not talking about weed. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're not talking about weed. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for
0: that though, so the only thing my dad ever spent money on in that in that general area of of purchase is uh, a generator. He always had <laughs> a kick ass generator because when the power went out, my dad wanted cold, you know cold drinks, and he wanted t v and yeah. so the generator Fair. was the one thing, but no no leaf blower. We, you know, he made me cut the grass when, you know, until I was like, until I moved out of the house at 30. So, you know,
1: (laughs) next one, uh, at grizzly Blair, he says, what is the worst Jersey you guys own? I purchased a Devon best Jersey years ago because he helped me win a PPR league. By the way, I saw that, uh, someone retweeted a TMZ article that Devon best, like got arrested today.
0: Yeah. He's troubled.
1: Yeah, I think he's really remember when he had that picture that he sent that he posted on Twitter of like him like rolling a a J.
0: Yeah,
1: like that. That happened, too. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But what's the worst jersey you own? I know mine easily.
0: The worst. Oh, you know, (laughs) easy. Um, Kajana Carter.
1: Wow, that's a really bad one.
0: Yeah, Bengals. I got it because it said Carter on the back. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. that's it <laughs> you're such a oh my god i know it's horrible
1: um i have a ba- i have like a big jersey collection we talked about this as well my worst has to be a mark chamora jersey oh the tight end Oof. for the packers he's like a horrible human being he, he's like a pedophile yes yeah, um it's horrible. I also have a Jeff Blake Bengals jersey.
0: Wow! So wait, so Jeff Blake was on the team with Kajana Carter? I, I think. think that would have been around the same time. Yeah, it might have been. That's amazing if true. But yeah, that's an awful jersey. <laughs> yeah,
1: we could. We we. I should have brought that whenever I went to D.C. We could have rolled around with those on. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> um, next one at Try on the Wall One. He says, "How many? How how has new baby sleep deprivation influenced Denny's takes?" Also names for JJ's first child. I'm going Sydney or Antonio.
0: That's funny. Are, are you going with Sydney probably?
1: Um yeah, right now, hell yeah.
0: Okay. okay. Um we'll see when he plays for the caps. Uh am <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just joking. Uh so how's that affected me? Um you know, occasionally I'll find myself um on the front porch uh in my underwear drinking coffee from 3 days ago, but <laughs> you know hey listen besides that it's fine i mean everything is perfectly fine and i have showered this month no matter what you've heard so
1: boom Yeah. You know. uh next one is at fake cousin underscore josh best pizza topping go
0: uh whatever gets stuck to the pizza in the trash when you throw it in there i don't know wait you like
1: you don't like pizza
0: i like pizza i'm just God,
1: no do you like pizza it's fine do do you like no no you the, the answer to do you like pizza to any other human being on this planet is not it's fine pizza is pizza is everyone's dream i mean you get pizza like if you get every type every kind of pizza is good a buffalo chicken pizza is good a white pizza is good
0: every pizza is good i have political problems with pizza denny Okay, lots of pizza chains are owned by very far right maniacs, and I can't deal with eating with with guilt eating pizza. I can't eat right wing pizza. Eat local. Eat local. Is there a local pizza place? If there is, I don't know, but dude, I don't look. I don't. I don't look at (laughs) like like local places that sell food. I don't care.
1: Oh man, I can't believe you don't like pizza. I mean, it's
0: fine. I'll eat it. I'll eat it as long as it's far left wing pizza. I'm just What trying.
1: do you put what do you put pepperoni on it?
0: Um, yeah, I I I would say pepperoni is my favorite topping. Yes.
1: God, you you're just saying that out to get out of this.
0: No, no, what, what no, that, that's for real. What's yours? At at CD Pizza 13? <laughs> no, what, what's your favorite topping?
1: I have a lot of favorite toppings. I mean, I think I my my favorite, like, probably one of the most underrated toppings is banana peppers.
0: That sounds awful, but yeah.
1: No, it's really, it, banana peppers are awesome. I get banana peppers on literally everything. Every, I get. Every sub, every everything.
0: I actually get mad when I see people eating pineapple on their pizza.
1: Yeah, that's probably, probably my least favorite is pineapple. Like the pineapple and ham and that kind of stuff. It's kind of weird. Is that called uh, Hawaiian pizza? Yeah, the Hawaiian pizzas. All right, Denny, four more. This next one is long. It's from at swaggy dad runner, Justin Perillo. Not really Justin Perillo, but MFL 10 question. In my last draft, I was on the clock in the 20th round. I noticed that my QBs were Eli Manning and Kirk Cousins and that the Dallas Cowboys defense led by Ezekiel Lawrence Taylor Elliott was still available. I already had the Minnesota defense and the Oakland defense. With the two NFC East quarterbacks on my roster, I thought it may be smart to hedge my bets four times a season. What are your guys' thoughts? Smart dad move, or is it time to delete the account? That's I mean, if you want to go in that that in depth, I don't I don't have the brain power to think through that, but that's really kind of a smart move.
0: I, I think yeah. I mean I think that's what that's what we're going for is, is sort of hedging hedging your bets with with these with these best ball leagues. I I don't see anything wrong with it.
1: Next one is at Razorback in time. If C D Carter thirteen likes one of your tweets, should you buy extension delete your account?
0: Definitely. I mean, that's my that's my goal is that everybody will just start deleting their account when I favorite their tweets, which is why I favorite JJ's all the time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Next one at Ryan Hester thirteen. Rank your favorite Penguin Stanley Cups. Obviously, a question for Denny. Well,
0: you know, there was nineteen sixty two, which was an amazing year. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: I will say that this Stanley Cup was, you know, it's kind of like the way I view the fact that the second. Because I've I've only been alive for two Steelers Super Bowls. And when the Penguins won their first two Stanley Cups, I was very young. And uh, the first Stanley Cup that they won was amazing because they shouldn't have won that Stanley Cup. But this one was amazing because they came back from being awful during the regular season to winning the Cup. And it's sort of like the way that I view the Steelers Super Bowls where – The Steelers won that first Super Bowl against Seattle. Everyone remembers that game because the refs won them that game, even though they won by 11 freaking points. But then the next Super Bowl, because the first one's always going to be a little bit special, right? Mm -hmm. But the second one, they had the drama, right, with Mm -hmm. the Santonio Holmes catch. I mean, that was one of the greatest Super Bowls in terms of drama ever. Mm -hmm. And that's why that was just so amazing and spectacular. So it's kind of the same feeling where, like, you have the storylines behind it and stuff. Now I'm getting sentimental. I'm gonna go cry for a little bit.
0: <laughs> did you did did you cry after they won the Super Bowl? I'm
1: not I'm not saying anything. Oh my gosh! I'm not answering that. Uh, next one, last one. At Steinman underscore he says not a question. Just wanted to mention this is a great show. Keep up the amazing work.
0: Oh, thanks, man.
1: Yeah, that's that's very kind of you to say, because, you know, there's people on Reddit that don't agree with you.
0: Yeah, that that makes me feel better after reading that Reddit string with people being like, (laughs) for real, like they they tell jokes, delete this show. Yeah,
1: yeah. They don't they don't only talk about fantasy football. Well, sorry, guys, we do still talk about fantasy football. You can literally I mean, the chunks that we talk about fantasy football are very, very easy to tell in the podcast.
0: Yes, you know we, op-
1: it. we we open up and we talk about nonsense, but then we talk about fantasy football and then we close it by answering Twitter questions and talking about nonsense.
0: Right. I am a very serious fantasy owner though. I need only information.
1: <laughs> by the way, guys, Denny just pushed up his glasses that are invisible on his face while he did that.
0: Yes, yes. All yes, right, I Denny. Did.
1: That does it. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you?
0: Uh at CD Carter thirteen on Twitter and uh check out draftday dot com when you get a chance.
1: And I'm JJ Zacharyson. You can find me on Twitter at late round QB. Uh, I think my latest article was the uh, over on numberfire.com was the touchdown rates one uh, with regression and expected touchdown rate. So check that out if you need a link. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, but that that does it. Denny, do you have time to escape the uh, the parenting and get a milkshake?
0: Oh uh, yeah, I've actually already started sprinting down the street. Uh, okay. and um I uh but I love my family very much. <laughs>
1: All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Living the Stream. We
0: hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast For more fantasy football info, check out the Hope you come back soon As we share about the teams And as we live